0: Everybody, I'm Katie, and I'm Rhiannon, and welcome to haunting cases. Listeners. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I got really distracted by my mic changing colors right now. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch it as it does its thing. Just stare into the void. Into the void. <laughs> Apparently I'm that tired. <laughs>
1: All good. Hopefully this doesn't go for too long
0: tonight so you can get to bed and I can get to packing. (laughs) Sleep. What's sleep? Somebody from the gaming group texted me the other day and they were like, are you still up? Do you want to play Dead by Daylight? I'm like, no, I actually just got into bed. And they're like, okay, no worries. I'm like, be honest with yourself, Katie. Are you going to sleep? Are you going to sit on TikTok for two and a half hours and then go to bed? Like I can get up and play DBD. I can play a few rounds. It was up until three in the fucking morning. <laughs> Oops.
1: <laughs> well, I only have one story for the listeners today. And that happened actually earlier this evening. My mom and I were sitting in the family room. We had just finished dinner and we started hearing this weird like Twanging noise, almost like the noise you hear when somebody's just playing one string on the guitar, like twang, 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 twang. And we were both just like, What the heck is that? Do we have like a musical ghost or something? And we were thinking about it, we're like, It's gotta be the cat. It's just, it has to be the cat. We don't know what the cat has, but it has to be the cat. And then my mom was all like, If I look into the other room and there's a cat sitting right there and we're still hearing the twanging, I'm going to seriously be like, what the heck? (laughs) What the heck? And so I was like, I'm going to investigate. I want to see if this is a kitty or if we got a musical ghost. So I went investigating and it was a kitty. And the kitty was sitting on the board game shelf and I'd found a rubber band around one of the board games and was just like, plucking it with his little paws (laughs) so i think we might have like a future future banjo player in the family or a guitar player some sort of strings instrument i think we could train the cat to play some strings he seems pretty good on the rubber band seems
0: good seems seems like a promising talent have your own band and your cat's just your guitarist People would come from Miles to see it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Maybe I can get a bunch of rubber bands and stretch them out at different lengths and then get the cat to play on the different rubber band lengths and it'll make different pitches
0: and it'll, it'll just be a little musical instrument for the cat. <laughs> he's got play chop suey so system up and down and you're going to be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So no musical ghosties in the house is the world of
0: the story. But... <laughs> We got, a, um, we got a new no shoes cat. over here still. <laughs> I'm like, we, we could go on that side of things, too. My mom came over yesterday at some point. I think it was earlier in the morning, because she came over to put the table in the back office so we could put Rex up on the table. And she was standing out here, and she kind of looked at me, and she's like, is your cat in, in your bedroom? I'm like, no. I'm like, she's out in the kitchen. I'm looking at her right now. And... <laughs> My mom like, oh, you, you got somebody that's not too happy in your bedroom. They're throwing stuff. I'm like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, D- do you know who it is? I'm like, I think it's your dad. And she's like, oh, yeah, it could be him. It could be him. I'm like, yeah. I'm like stomping around. He he would at me the other day when <laughs> he came to see me. He was like, ah, she's not listening. <laughs> I think we mentioned that in the last episode, too, which, by the way, apologies. I'm sorry. Don't come for me. (laughs) Don't come for me. (laughs) I went up to prompt with my mom this last week, and the fucking amount of casework that I have to, like, shuffle through for the Route 29 stalker has proven to be a little bit more than what I was expecting. (laughs) So in order to do justice, it's going to be... Just, just one more re-episode, okay? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold out, true crime lovers. It's on the way soon. It's coming, I promise. <laughs> you can put your pitchforks and torches away. It's on the way. <laughs> just one more episode of haunted stuff, I promise.
1: That's and then rat. we go back That's to... Rat
0: back to true crime for a little bit and then hopefully back to our regular scheduled programming <laughs> back and forth for a little bit. Uh,
1: <laughs> just keeping it interesting.
0: Right. Well, it's like every time I look at this case, it just seems that something else pops out and I'm just like, okay, we're just going bare bones it. What's the stuff we can get from this? What's the stuff that needs to be pushed away for right now? Or I can like, channel you guys over to another podcast if you're more interested in it just so we're not in route 29 stalker forever (laughs) forever and ever and ever ever. i've been falling for 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) except it wasn't 30 minutes it was three weeks
1: Uh. (laughs) Alrighty then. Well, if that's all you got for our listeners today, we'll get on into the Tigger Warnings.
0: The Tigger Warnings! (laughs) While we understand that some individuals listen for the entertainment aspect of true crime, it's important to remember that these are real people with families and friends who may still be suffering from their loss. These stories are not meant to open old wounds or cause further emotional damage to those involved. We remind you to please be respectful, do not dox or contact those involved with cases. While paranormal occurrences and urban legends may be sources of tourism, please be considerate if you
1: visit one of these locations. Do not engage in trespassing and be sure to ask for permission if you plan on recording. Be aware of your surroundings and travel safely. The cases discussed in this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners.
0: Listener discretion is advised. In this episode, we will be discussing cases involving more than one of the following. Children, sexual assault, domestic violence, and suicide. As always, listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has a child who has been victimized, please call the proper authorities and look at missingkids.org or call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 800 843 78 for more helpful resources. If you or someone you know has been a victim of sexual assault, please reach out to
1: the National Sexual Assault hotline at
0: 800-656-4673 If you or someone you know has been a victim of domestic violence, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence hotline at 800 799 And if you or someone you know
1: is experiencing suicidal thoughts or ideation, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Now back to the show. Welcome back from our Tigger Warnings listeners. (laughs) We hope you're still here.
0: (laughs) We hope you didn't hit any Tiggers. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, today's topic was mentioned in our last episode, so a few of you might be able to guess it if you're paying close attention. (laughs) And actually, my fiancé recommended this topic today, which made me kind of laugh because I had all almost all of my research done already and had already been planning this topic for at least a week now. And so <laughs> I, I forgot to ask him if he'd listened to the last episode yet and if that's what like tipped him off on it or if he just like pulled that out of nowhere and it was
0: very coincidental. So who knows? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like wiping off my makeup by accident over here. I'm like, I'm getting into my final form of raccoon for the evening. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm like, you can kind of see it. It was right there. <laughs> From cigarette mom to trash panda. Know the time flat. <laughs> we can do all the discussion. All the
1: disguises. Uh. All right. Well, for those of you that aren't sure what creature I was referring to, today we are going to talk about the kappa.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about that one you mentioned last week that you're like, this is a topic for another time. And I was just like, mm, it's coming up next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, usually
1: I try to space them out a little bit more if I feel like they're connected. But this week I was like, what the heck? you know what? Let's follow up with the Kappa. Why not? <laughs> so, All right. So the Kappa is from Japan. And some do refer to it as the Japanese water demon, although others consider it a type of Suijin, or a Japanese water deity. Now, the name Kappa itself actually means river child in Japanese, so it, it, in direct translation, sounds very different from a demon or a god. (laughs) But the creature itself, the reason it's termed River Child, is about the size of what most people deem a 10-year-old child, about that tall. And in some descriptions, it can look similar to a monkey almost, but in pretty much all descriptions, it's generally covered in scales and will have a tortoise-like shell on its back. The kappa also has webbed digits to age... Age... The kappa also has webbed digits to aid in swimming and a beak-like mouth. In color, they have usually been described as green or blue, but some have even been described in warmer tones of yellow, orange, or red. And it's believed that the kappa has a fishy-like smell. However, the most unique and characteristic part of the kappa's appearance would be the hollow indentation that's located on the top of their head which is filled with water and surrounded by a frill of hair this pool of water is called the sarah and is believed to be a source of their magical power in terms of the rest of the kappa's body, some believe that the arms are connected, in which if you pull on one arm, the other arm will go into the shell, while others believe that the arms are detachable, similar to how some lizards have a detachable tail. Uh, except for in the case of the kappa, they can actually reattach it. <laughs> uh, and uh, as far as behavior goes... The kappa may occasionally leave their watery home since they generally will live in rivers or ponds they may occasionally leave those rivers or ponds to steal food from people but otherwise they tend to remain in the water their favorite foods include melons squash eggplant and most of all cucumber and this was something i actually found really interesting as a sushi lover uh, I'm assuming you've probably had the Kappa Maki roll before, Katie. It's the cucumber roll. Mm-hmm. So apparently it's called the Kappa Maki because uh, it's named after the Kappa since they're so well known for loving cucumber. So I th- found Ooh. that particularly
0: interesting. <laughs> I'm not a huge cu- cucumber fan, but I have had a Kappa Maki roll. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. I'd say so myself. <laughs> I, I'm more on, as, as I've gone older in my age and become more refined with my tastes, I have definitely <laughs> started leading more to uh, nigiri for my sushi choice. Oh yeah. Nigiri is really good. I like me some good nigiri. Me too. For Especially sure. like tuna for some reason. Oh, yeah? Is so good.
1: Salmon's my favorite. I'm all about that salmon.
0: (laughs) I used to be, but right now I'm on a tuna kick. I'm like tuna. (laughs) In any case, the kappa
1: are incredibly physically strong, especially in water but they are culturally known uh, not only for their physical strength but also for being very knowledgeable in medicine and especially bone setting and it's been alleged that doctors uh, in older times in Japan would actually try to bribe kappa to come work for them. In this regard some stories do portray kappa as being very helpful there is even one story about them Helping um, when a, a village flooded and I read another story about when a temple was on fire they used the water from their heads to put it out so there are multiple stories of Kappa being friendly to people and in those locales they generally are worshipped since then uh, however generally speaking these creatures tend to be very intelligent but can also be very malevolent
0: so could I <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <just> the truth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: true, true. <laughs> now, as far as the dangers of kappa, not of Katie, but of kappa. <laughs> <laughs> the modern day kappa are now pictured often in logos and cute merchandise however historically they were feared and for good reason they were known to at best when not being so kind they could play cruel pranks or even harass people this included making fart noises looking up women's kimonos and of the worst where like i said i would consider Turning into harassment, they were also known to hide in toilets to wait for someone to sit down unbeknownst, and then they would stroke their buttocks. So...
0: What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't really like that idea. Much. No, I was about to say like me too with the freaking like fart noises, and then you're like looking up women's kimonos. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! That's no, that's not that's not a cool. No, not cool. Not cool at all. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. And then the petting and the butt talks on the toilet seat. It's just (laughs) uncomfortable, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs)
1: Oh my god. Yeah, it's like. I don't think as an adult I've ever had any nightmares about it, but definitely as a kid, I definitely had some nightmares about, like, monsters in the toilet. <laughs> and see, it was for good reason. There might have been a cop in the
0: toilet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, like, oh, God, I can't remember where it was at exactly, but, like, people will hide in porta-potties to get shots of down below. Ooh you know what, at that point, if you're willing to crawl into shit and just swim in other people's fecal matter, you know what, go to, God bless. (laughs) Something is very wrong with you, maybe get therapy. Oh, God. (laughs) God. (sighs) Yeah. No, but I remember there were a lot of, like, storybooks as a kid, like, where... The hooked man per se would come out of the toilet and like poking the butt with the hook. Oh I, gosh! Have you never heard that one? No, that's terrifying. <laughs> Dude, there was a kids' book that actually like displayed the picture of it going up through like the drainage pipe. I remember like going to the library and seeing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> About something very child, like deep and heavy, and everybody else looks at you like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that was the face you gave me. I was like, "Oh shit!" Maybe I'm the one that needs therapy.
1: Well, I definitely can't say I've read all the children's books. I guess I just missed them.
0: Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> There was historically be aware of kappa signs posted near water to warn against the dangers of kappa inhabiting those waters, and some of those signs can still be found near rivers in Japan. Now, on the darker side of what kappa may do, this is getting into really why there were signs posted. It's believed that the kappa loved to eat the organs of children and enjoyed the taste of their blood.
0: No comment. <laughs> no comment. Just, Just into no. your face over. Here. Just no. Uh,
1: and as, apart from children, they also would drown adults and would also try to d- drown horses and cattle. However, it is stated that they would sometimes struggle with horses and cattle because of how large they were. But they generally had no trouble, it is believed, drowning adult humans in addition to children now the restrooms in ancient japan were located near rivers and so this did make them a likely place for kappa to try to grab and drown people in the river and one unique thing about these drowned victims when they were found was that part of their anus was missing so it was commonly believed that the kappa was eating the humans shirikodama which was believed to be a ball found in the human anus, which the coppa would collect either by reaching into the anus or sucking it out.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, that was my reaction too. I'm sorry. My butt just slammed fucking shut. (laughs) It's closed for the evening. No. You're like I'm not going to near any damn toilets now. Oh my god, the clench, the proverbial clench that just happened down there. I'm like, nope! That's not happening! Oh dude, no. <laughs> It doesn't help that I googled to see, like, what it would possibly look like. And you're like, it would suck out of your butt. I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Now it has been disputed if this, this ball <laughs> was a representation of the human soul a buddhist i i apologize if i mispronounced this i couldn't find a pronunciation a buddhist hojo a jewel that grants wishes or simply human flesh some believed this was either part of the liver or something that the comma w- or oh my gosh the comma <laughs> the comma. we're not talking about english grammar you or, worry pro- about commas and no punctuation too, <laughs> The I uh, was really trying to get to the liver, is what some believed, and that it had to remove this ball to get to the liver. However, current-day experts believe that what was actually being viewed was most likely the loosening of the anal sphincter that occurs uh, in drowning deaths. And likely that was what was being seen and not actually the shiri kodama having been ripped out.
0: It's true, though it's true like when (laughs) we'll talk a little bit about decay here when people drown like they tend to bloat to incredible sizes so a lot of that like it's like when your fingers wrinkle in the bathtub and when anything else starts to wrinkle and it's like what you see in these types of like horror movies when people get left out in the ocean and have to swim back to shore themselves when their nails start falling off and those types of things like it's ultimately your body's becoming so waterlogged that it's trying to get it out still and everything just kind of does a out it even happens with your lips too like you'll get so bloated that ultimately like your lips will push forward too yeah yeah (laughs) it is something of its own coming soon (laughs) we will talk more about decay on my side of things (laughs) Well, there's a little true crime blurb for the day.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bull. Gonna try to remove that image from my brain tonight. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) That and the whole idea of it getting sucked out your butt. That's the only way that I can describe what happens. It literally looks like everything kind of like pushes out. It's like a severe style of bloating.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've seen something similar in a deceased cow that I came across out, like, um, in an area where there was grazing on public mm-hmm. lands, and uh, the farmer, ha- or rancher, I should say, hadn't realized his cow had past, and it had been there for a while. Well, I guess I saw it before it had been there for a while, and I saw it after it had been there for a while, because I guess it took a little while to get up there. And yeah. yeah, I it was a similar description of what it looked like when it was going. So it wasn't a pretty sight.
0: Because yeah, you'll have the swelling from the water, and then you'll also have that buildup of any gas digestively that builds there and kind of eats away at the interior and decay factors, so it'll push further out. It's He's nasty. We'll talk more
1: about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll leave the rest of that for Katie's episode. Soon a to come. later episode. Soon <laughs> to
0: come. After Rit29 Stalker. Yeah, after we get through that. Cases. <laughs> if we get through that. Uh, <laughs> so, besides sucking
1: the Shiri Kodama out of your butt, the <laughs> Kappa were also known to rape women in some cases. At which point the women would often become pregnant and end up giving birth to hideous half-kappa, half-human babies. At which point these babies, and I do apologize for sensitive listeners here, I will say this is a bit graphic. These babies would be dismembered and stored in jars or thrown into the river. Now, as far as appeasing a kappa goes, if you're trying to protect yourself from a kappa... It's believed that if you throw a cucumber into the water where they live, that will temporarily appease them, since that is their favorite food. And along that line, during the Edo era of Japan, uh, many Japanese would actually carve their children's or their family members' names into a cucumber with their date of birth. And then throw it into the river with the hope that that would mean that their family would be spared from the kappa for the next year. So that was... It appears to be a relatively common practice locally in, uh, I don't know about ancient Japan, maybe medieval Japan would be the better way to put it, but in old Japan,
0: <laughs> I'm like I'm doing the like weird like side look over here because I know when you use somebody's like full name and birthday in a lot of witchcraft techniques, it's like putting a hit out on somebody when you're oh, doing damn. Like, practice. Or you could use it in protection magic. But Hmm. yeah, it's like, I'm like, mm I'm like, that that doesn't seem quite right. But if that's what you believe, go for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, it is debated on this following point. Whether if you eat a cucumber near water or on a bridge, in some areas of Japan, it was believed that that would bring protection against kappa. And then in other areas, it was believed that
0: that would increase your chances of a kappa attacking you. So I feel like he would be so mad. He's like, oh, a cucumber. They brought me a cucumber. And he's like, is that bitch eating it? that's what i was thinking I'd, if i was the cop i'd be like is that bitching my cucumber that's my cucumber what you're doing that's for me like you just came here to taunt me with food <laughs> it's not nice to eat in front of people especially the favorite food and not offer them some <laughs>
1: So, it is advised that you speak to the locals of an area before you go eating cucumber near any water.
0: <laughs> just imagine some foreign traveler, just cucumber in hand, sits down on the side of the lake and is just like, ah, I will enjoy my cucumber here. And all the villagers just running after him. And he's like, ah, Why is there an angry mob? <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
1: now, besides appeasing the kappa you can also try to beat the kappa in a fight which i probably wouldn't personally advise <laughs> but there was an old i i believe it was a painting it was an old illustration i'm not sure if it was a painting or or what form of art but that showed like I, i'll describe it as these three. <laughs> Like, Japanese men from back and about medieval times, like I said, and one of them is, like, standing in the water with his pants down, and they have some contraption set up with, like, a swinging blade right behind his butt, and there's a kappa getting ready to, like, go for his butt. <laughs> so it is believed that you can lure out a cop if you're trying to set a trap for it by mooning it because then it will want to go after that ball with that within your anus so you must lure it in by taking your pants off
0: that sounds so wrong doesn't it i thought you were gonna say he would go after the balls i'm like Ooh, la. la. <laughs> I could tell
1: coppas are only into the ladies. I didn't find any records of them going after uh-uh. men.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> something else in relation to the rear end, coppas are very well known apparently for farting, but they hate other people's gas. So that's another way you can try to ward up, ward off coppas is by farting in their
0: direction. <laughs> Got you covered. We might poop a little bit, but we got you covered. Bring forward the dairy. I've got everybody saved in the village. We got a plan. Oh,
1: man. Besides, forts. There's other vulnerabilities of the Kappa, including iron, sesame, and ginger, of which two of those things, sesame and ginger, I I both really enjoy, so I guess I don't have a lot in common with the Kappa, though. I do like cucumber.
0: I'm like, I don't have iron, I don't like ginger, and I don't like sesame. I'm screwed. <laughs> All I got is farts right? protecting me. <laughs> I'm going to have to have dairy every day. <laughs>
1: Some do say, however, that because they like cucumbers so much, you may be able to trade cucumbers in exchange for your safety. Kind of going back to the idea of sacrificing cucumbers to appease them. And so it's believed that if a kappa does come after you to attack you, so not necessarily preventative, more reactive, <laughs> that if you have a cucumber, you might be able to throw it and they'll run after it and you can distract them because they prefer the taste of cucumber over the taste of human flesh. So that's at least comforting.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I um don't know if I can agree with that. Don't really care for cucumber. I like pickles. Pickles nice. I, like pickles. I wonder if I wonder
1: if the the kappa would like pickles. That's a good question. I didn't read anything about pickles. Maybe we need to bring some pickles to Japan and find some kappa and see how they feel about them, and have some cucumbers
0: as backup if they don't like the pickles. They're like, why is it spicy? <laughs>
1: Perfect in my book. I just had in my my
0: mind the vision of a kappa coming out of the water. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Now, if you if you do happen to piss off a kappa by giving them pickles instead of cucumbers, oops, <laughs> you, can, you can actually hustle with it or try to, or oh, uh, right. I
0: guess I should say tussle, not hustle. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want this cucumber, you gotta give me my fucking pickle back. <laughs> One's not enough, man. You gotta give me more now. <laughs> Poor dude's like, I don't have any more pickles. <laughs> it's like, too bad. It looks like you're in debt now. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man.
1: So, in terms of fighting with the Kappa. It is believed by some that you can actually yank their arm completely off. And then you can trade it back to them. Otherwise, they are weaker on land than they are in water. So that does play into our favor slightly. They're still much stronger than us. But they rely on the water in their head for their powers. So if you can trick them into bending over so that the water spills out this will cause them to lose their, their strength and their power that allows them to win the, the fight with you or drag
0: you into the water and drown you. It sounds like these poor guys have anemia. Like, <laughs> they're just dehydrated folk with anemia. You make them bend over and then they're like, stand back up real quick, they get all dizzy, and they're, you're like, go back to where you came from. Go back to the shadow! <laughs> That is true.
1: (laughs) They do, however, love sumo competitions, so I don't know how that plays into
0: it. They just sit in the high school auditorium watching wrestling. Sumo. (laughs) Just a whole section reserved for Kappa. They run food concessions to them. They're all full with, like, cucumbers. (laughs)
1: Hey, you can maybe make a a big business out of that. (laughs) Make
0: a big business out of that, man.
1: Uh, So the key is if a kappa challenges you to a sumo match, you're supposed to bow as low as you can, because one of the other greatest weaknesses of the kappa is that they are so polite, they have to bow back to you. And it is most polite if you can bow lower than the person who bowed to you. So then they will bow so low that the water will spill out of their head At which point, depending on the telling, if this happens, they will either grant you a wish, a promise, or potentially be forever indebted to you if you give them water or lead them back to water, as they cannot survive without the water in their head or being out of water for very long uh, if this happens. And so they either need to get some more poured in the, the little bowl on their head or they need to jump back in the river or else they're soon going to perish so while kappa have been seen across japan an area that is most known for being a home to kappa is called kapabuchi and this is an area that is located in northeastern japan near the city of tono and this is in the Iwate prefecture now kapabuchi itself is a stream that runs through a grove located behind a Jokenji kenji temple And that temple actually is over 500 years old, so it's been there for quite a long time. And in the history of the town, it is told that a kappa once tried to drown a horse and failed, then apologized to the horse's owner and was forgiven, at which point the kappa became a god that looked over mothers and children in the area. Since then, a shrine has been built on the bank of Kapabuchi, devoted to the kappa, worshipping them as a deity. With the belief that if a pregnant woman goes to pray there, she will have an abundance of breast milk. Here, Master Kappa fishermen do fish for Kappa using handmade fishing poles and cucumbers. Which, when I read that, I personally was like, this sounds like a very dangerous game to be playing. I don't know if I'd be fishing for Kappa if they're strong enough <laughs> to pull me in. But, in any case, uh, again, I, uh, I apologize for any mispronunciations. Unman Heruo is a second-generation master kappa fisherman. And while he has never come across a kappa, he did say that his predecessor believed that he had three kappa experiences in his time as a master kappa fisherman. And this included a sighting of something with a dish-like object on its head another time he saw what appeared to be a red face looking at him and then the third occurrence was when he heard a noise in the bushes and then as he turned and looked at it he saw something back as it ran away from him so those were his predecessors the three kappa experiences however if anyone's planning on going to japan anytime soon <laughs> the public can fish for kappa too which i found a little frightening and also kind of exciting that i watched the video or a video from this vlogger called Sharla in Japan where she actually videotaped herself going out to fish for kappa so she ended up buying a kappa fishing license in Denchowan and then went to Kappa to fish for them and I, I found this particularly amusing that at the end of the fishing pole, it wasn't just like a slice of cucumber. They attached a whole freaking cucumber at the end of that line. So I think they're going for some big ass cop.
0: <laughs> they're like, if if we get him, he won't be too mad because he's got his belly full of cucumber. Exactly. <laughs> that must be the thinking.
1: Now, it was stated that if you do happen to catch more than one kappa, you're only allowed to take one home. And the kappa oji-san, who specializes in all things kappa and can answer any questions you have while you're there, uh, was speaking with her and she did ask if anyone had ever successfully caught a kappa there before. And he told her it was a secret. So we cannot verify if anyone has successfully ever caught a kappa there at kappa buchi. I don't know. I feel like if the copper are as intelligent as they seem to be, I'm not sure they'd easily fall for our human tricks.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, you could take one copper home. Are are you kidnapping this for
1: <laughs> That is true. Usually when we're fishing and you take the fish home to eat, that we're not. I'm really like, are we normal. eating the copper? <laughs> Maybe somebody just wants a pet copper. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah that's true if we consider it inhumane to own like monkeys as pets i don't think people should own kappa as pets not to mention the whole thing
0: about kappa wanting to eat kids probably wouldn't make them a good pet for kids it would be a preliminary uh, requirements to take kappa home you must be a single male exactly <laughs> just looking for a friend must well, have cucumber must have cucumber never take your pants off in the same room <laughs> in case of emergency no know how to bow lower than your copper. we can run a handbook on this <laughs> how to own a kappa exactly put three pictures in it too and be like this is what not to do <laughs>
1: Well, that's actually a good segue. There are some drawings, (laughs) historic drawings, I should say, of COPPA. So we might not even need to draw some COPPA drawings for our (laughs) handbook.
0: Good, good, good. Plagiarization. I love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the records date back as far as 720 CE. However, the first drawing dates back to 1713. And just some interesting information in terms of the records, uh, mostly Japanese folklore, uh, in terms of the kappa is that there's over 80 different names for kappa across Japan historically and descriptions varied from east to west, with the western version of the kappa being more monkey-like in appearance. But over time, the current depiction of the kappa that is more reptilian or amphibian-like, which historically would have originated in the East is the one that seems to have won out. Now I'm probably gonna completely butcher this word because of course I couldn't find a pronunciation for this either, but Suko <laughs> Koriaku of 1820 is a compendium from the Edo era that included several different drawings of Kappa as well as detailed information on the creatures that was gathered from both Chinese and Japanese sources, which I found particularly interesting since up until that point, I hadn't heard any mention of the Chinese. So I don't know if this creature somehow was also believed to be in China or if it was more just connections between the two groups. Um, But yeah, apparently the Chinese had some information on Kappa as well. Hmm. Now, I Ancient. Mean,
0: oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thinking of it like historically, like Japan and China have always had like kind of like a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. So I'm for wondering sure. if maybe during one of those like <clears throat> battles or possible wars, like while China was in Japan or Japan versus like in China, um, if they possibly saw something and locals were like, Oh well this is it and it's like they're like, It's it's what? <laughs> it's gonna do what to me and they <laughs> took it back home because that's that's how a lot of stories get uh like shifted throughout any type of culture. Like Oh I yeah. We've all heard of the hooked man coming to like murder the two teens that are in their car, like the escaped criminal, that early legend. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So, yeah. All those things get spread.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, not to go too far off on a tangent here, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, there are connections, well, relative connections, between a lot of different, uh, I guess you could call them either legends or mythical creatures or cryptids. Yeah. I mean, you can go so many different ways with it. But there's connections between, um, or similarities, rather, between some cryptids or legends between different areas of the world. I mean, even between, like I said in the last episode, some people thought the Green Lady was similar in appearance to the Kappa. That was more an appearance thing than uh, how she operated kind of situation. But still, I mean, in both of these stories, you see warnings against children basically going into the water alone and so mm-hmm. in both of these cases we see a commonality there but again that may not be so much a similarity between the creatures so much as a similarity if if we're going along the lines of believing these are more like an urban or not urban legend but more of a historical legend situation again where these stories created to be more something to warn children from doing stupid things basically Worn females <laughs> or... from
0: being alone <laughs>
1: exactly yeah so yeah. that can be um a big reason too why when you look at a lot of these stories across countries you see these similarities because there are similar problems that these stories were used to warn against but that's of course along the line if you're thinking of it as a story and not as an actual cryptid that is out there mm-hmm. but yeah definitely interesting things to think about uh as far as the cryptid theory goes though Ancient astronaut theorists do believe that the Kappa may be proof that beings from other worlds have been and continue to live in the Earth's waters, which was interesting to think about, that I... maybe the Kappa are aliens?
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's wrong either. We know more about space than we do about our own ocean. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of scary to think about. It's a little scary.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't put it past some aliens to be living in the
0: ocean, too. I mean, why not? (laughs) Right? What a great place to live. It's beautiful down there. All right. (laughs) Get Sebastian the Crab and Ariel. They're all living in Atlantis. That's where it's at. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. On a darker note,
1: uh, another origin or potential origin for the Kappa is that There is some people believed that perhaps the kappa actually were what became of stillborn infants or infants that were not considered desirable in medieval times that would be disposed of in the river. They believed in some cases that maybe those babies mutated into a kappa and that um, I, I speculate that that would be why they then attack children is maybe out of some sort of grudge against what happened to them. However like I was just saying along this line there's a similar or maybe not completely similar but a connected belief that this if this is an urban legend again this is meant to keep children from running off without their parents or more specifically if this was in ancient times when there were unwanted children being disposed of in the river to keep children from finding discarded babies in the river so that's a very dark twist on if this is a story why was the story created was that if there is unfortunately infant bodies in the river that maybe they didn't want the kids seeing that so they tried to come up with a scary story to keep
0: them away from the water and once again that's one of those things that you see across cultures with that time frame is that if infants weren't necessarily wanted they were typically and unfortunately dumped out in nature i think even like i want to say it was greece that had bath houses or like brothels that would happen above an area and literally they would go down into like almost like a sewer-like structure down below i can't remember where exactly this is at it might be the turkish bath houses but i do not remember do not quote me but the women that would get pregnant at these brothels when they eventually gave birth they would give birth down there and leave the baby
1: oh gosh unfortunately
0: starve Uh. yeah and then there's also mass graves of these types of emphasized that we see Historically.
1: Yeah, so that is one really important thing to note when we are topi- talking about topics like this is that while this particular story is referring to Japanese history, this was not localized to Japan in mm-hmm. medieval times and ancient times. This is something that did occur in other areas of the world as well. So this is not something that only the Japanese did back then. Mm-hmm. Another... Somewhat dark origin of or potential origin of the Kappa was that some believed, uh, in relation to an ancient Buddhist parable, there was a story uh, in which monkeys saw the moon's reflection in the water and believed that they needed to save it. And so the monkeys jumped into the water to save the moon and instead ended up drowning themselves. And so, some people believe through this line of story that perhaps the monkeys turned into the Kappa after they drowned. Now, past those more dark origin stories, there are a couple less dark origin so- stories and more natural origins of what could potentially have led to the story of the Kappa. Again, if we're viewing this as a story, uh, there is the idea that perhaps it was related to sightings of the now extinct japanese river otter which would have grown to be about two feet long and were nocturnal so it was postulated that perhaps somebody saw these otters standing on their hind legs in the middle of the night and if it's dark and you can't see that well and i mean i even you don't even have to see a real animal heck my own shadow scares me sometimes (laughs) (laughs) if it's late at night and I'm out in the woods and I'm tired there doesn't even have to be something there and I can scare myself so Mm -hmm. just the idea that like our brains can basically create scary things out of nothing so it's very possible that somebody in the middle of the night could have seen an otter and been like oh my god it's a
0: monster and dreamed up the kappa so (laughs) that's one possibility I I would follow that otter to the ends of the earth (laughs) Katie's like, Appa's be damned. I'm going after that otter. (laughs) It's my otter.
1: (laughs) I had a feeling (laughs) that you'd have some commentary on the otter.
0: (laughs) I love otters. They're so cute. I know that there's, like, a place over in Phoenix that you could hold hands with them, and I'm pretty sure I would just personally explode or implode on myself if that were to happen. (laughs) I would cry tears of happiness. (laughs) They're my favorite animals. I love otters.
1: Well, besides otters, perhaps you also love these animals, too.
0: I'll catch a kappa. I'll take it home.
1: (laughs) The other potential animal that some believe it could have originated from is the Japanese giant salamander, known in Japan as the hanzaki.
0: A silly salamander!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, these salamanders can grow up to five feet in length, so these are are not little salamanders, by me. Don't care. <laughs> Coming home with me too. And they tend to exhibit aggressive behavior, especially because they're predatory. They will actually use their jaws to wrestle with prey species. And so it's believed this ha- may have been uh, what led to the idea of the Kappa is seeing this giant, almost pretty much human-sized salamander. <laughs> wrestling with something in the water and maybe that was what led to dreaming up the kappa and it was featured on the river monsters tv show uh looking into the belief uh, that this could be the origin of the kappa legend so this has been given some emphasis by multiple researchers now that they do believe this could very well be the origin of the kappa story however some of the other sources i read didn't seem to believe that at all so I think it's still being debated (laughs) but when it comes to sightings if there really are kappa out there there have been modern day sightings in fukuoka prefecture as well as in multiple rural areas of japan and so this is not a long lost ancient mythology kind of situation where nobody believes in it anymore this is still something that like the green lady uh last week in hawaii is a legend to some and to other people it is still a very real belief that this is a real thing that's out there so like i said it can still be debated whether this is just a story or if this is an actual cryptid that is out there in the water somewhere In terms of evidence, though, of trying to prove if this is a real cryptid, there are multiple mummies that have been claimed to be kappa mummies. And I've got a few different examples here. So one in particular comes from the Matsurachi Sake Brewery in Saga Prefecture, where generations and generations of this brewery claimed that they had the possession of something rare, but it was never stated exactly what this may be. And after 17 generations at the brewery, no one really remembered anymore what it was that it was that they possessed that was so rare. <laughs> so I guess somewhere along the way, somebody dropped the ball and didn't tell her kid. <laughs> but in uh, 1953, when the roof was being rebuilt, they found a strange box up in the roof, that was labeled kappa and it actually contained what was believed to be the mummified remains of a kappa so the owner of the brewery ended up building an altar and worshipped this kappa as a water god believing that this would protect the brewery and since then every year on december 1st the brewery holds a festival in honor of these water gods to be blessed with another year of delicious sake Amen to that. Love me some. Sake. Amen to that. I love
0: sake. <laughs> I'm actually gonna have that tomorrow night. And my parents Ooh. are like, I had to double check. I'm like, we still going out for sushi tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, yeah, because there's some there's some vegan and whole foods plant based options down there now. Nice. And I'm like, we we going for we going for Asian food tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we are. I'm like, who? I hope you guys drive. <laughs> <laughs> So I can oh, have some nice, yeah. warm sake. Mm,
1: warm sake is so good. Oh, such good sake. <laughs> such good sake. Uh, I guess we better take a trip to Japan and try this uh, kappa-blessed bl- sake.
0: <laughs> I will pack my bags right now. Okay. Just give me, like, a couple hours. We, we can go. We can be gone. We'll Maybe make I'll it up. will know where we went. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, as far as the other cases of mummies, the Zuruji Temple in Osaka has a Kappa mummy that is 70 centimeters long and was said to have originated in 1682. It was once worshipped as a water god within the temple, but since the source stated it in the past tense, I am guessing that means they're no longer worshipping it. <laughs> I Which, wonder what uh, happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if that was just uh, a typo and they're still worshipping it or if they had a little falling out with the copa. I'm not really sure. I,
0: I'm wondering what happened. <laughs> if I'm anybody curious. knows, let us know. <laughs> yes, email us. <laughs> and then finally,
1: the third one I wanted to bring up, this one's probably the one that I saw the most media attention given to it. Probably because it's more recent would be my guess. But in any case, in May 2014, the mummified remains of a 5-inch arm with an attached hand and a 3-inch foot were put on display in the Miyazaki Prefecture. And this was purported at the time to be the first mummy of its kind given to the Miyakonojo shi mazu family in 1818 when a kappa was shot in the river where the current day town of mimata is located it is described as having web digits but the webbing is difficult to see and some people have spoken up and stated that they would like the genetics of this particular mummy analyzed to see if it proves that this creature is unlike any creature ever found on earth with the hopes that it would indicate it is definitely an alien or if they could indicate that perhaps it it is a creature from the earth but just a a new species that we have not identified before but basically people want want proof that this really is a kappa this isn't a fake and uh, as well like potentially trying to research it and figure out if this really is a kappa you know scientifically study it but some previously displayed kappa mummies as there were some before even though this particular exhibit was trying to make it sound like this was the only one have been proved to be constructed in the Edo era using animal parts from monkeys stingrays owls and other animals so it has been questioned whether these current day mummies Including this last one that got the media attention are fake as well, or if they are actually a real Kappa mummy. And I will say that that final mummy did publicly state that there was no plans to have those remains examined or tested by professionals. So that has definitely added to the skepticism of whether that is a real Kappa mummy or not. Okay.
0: Okay. Were the others tested? i
1: didn't see anything about them getting tested i don't know if that's because they didn't receive as much media attention so maybe it's not they're not as famous so people aren't calling out about them as much but i would assume if people are like throwing a big fit about this situation that they would want those other ones tested as well but
0: maybe maybe they were tested and maybe it came back as something not human and they were like oh would we be just hush hush because people might get a little scared <laughs> <laughs> That, see, that is true. That was one thing
1: that I was like, how would we know it's an alien? Like, what if aliens have similar DNA to us? Like, how would we just not know it's just not another species of the Earth? But I don't know. Maybe we'd we'd try
0: to run the DNA and, and stuff would, like, start blowing up or something. And we'd be like, whoa, that's not be supposed to happen. be some weird chemical that we're not supposed to have in us or <laughs> some weird element. it's like, what? Exactly. Like radium. <laughs> Huge amounts of radium. Watch them all squirm, like, ooh, that's not right. Why did I touch it? (laughs) That is true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. No. No.
1: No. No.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: So, listeners, what do you think about the Kappa? Do you think that they are alien creatures that have settled on Earth? Creepy beings that originated here but are unlike anything that we have ever seen before? Or was this simply an urban legend created to protect the innocence of children? We'd love to hear from you, as always. Uh, pretty soon you'll be here in our whole ending spiel with our email and all that, but as always, you can always. Get a hold of us if you have answers to any of those questions we have for you. Or, uh, yeah, if you have anything to say about the kappa.
0: If you've been kappa fishing, we want to hear about it. Let us know. Yes, (laughs) yes. Give me kappa fishing stories. Pet stories, (laughs) kappa fishing stories. Those are my requests. Yes, yes. And
1: kappa photos. If anybody has a photo of a kappa, please send that our way as well. All your kappa things. Send us all the kappa things.
0: The The only pictures I got off of Google were that of, like, cartoonistic drawings and i was just like that doesn't seem right
1: yeah that was one really interesting thing when i was researching the kappa is like i said earlier that nowadays they are used as more of a friendly mascot kind of situation i mean it definitely said when i was researching <laughs> that Multiple schools have Kappa as their mascot, they're in logos, they're in advertisements, you can buy Kappa plushies. So, I mean, they're definitely nowadays not as feared as they once were and uh, are being used in more, I suppose, friendly terms. But like I said, it's not a completely... Dead belief yet, either. There's still people out there that have reported modern day sightings of Kappa or who still fear and believe in the dangers of Kappa. So it's okay. a little bit of both
0: sides. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it being like school mascots with its given history with children. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't say when I was watching that particular video that mentioned that if it is like young school mascots like elementary school age mascots or if we're talking like college age mascots or what we're talking about but really even if we are talking college age i'm still not sure i like the oh, idea of having feel. something that like sucks on people's anuses <laughs> as your college mascot
0: <laughs> it just sounds like it's setting a bad <laughs> <giving> example <laughs> my ass to a whole new level <laughs> right. I feel about that. <laughs> <The> feelings are different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you listeners were not too disturbed by the case I brought you today. When I first started researching it, I knew it was going to be scary, but I didn't know it was going to be that disturbing. So... <laughs>
0: Hopefully oh, nobody was a little suck on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't ready. Ugh. She wasn't ready. <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to Haunting Cases Podcast. Please make sure to
1: follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Haunting Cases Podcast. And on
0: Twitter at Haunting Cases. If you have a listener tale, story request, or any questions, email us at hauntingcasespodcast at gmail.com.
1: Be sure to rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or
0: wherever you get your podcast from. So, what do you say, listeners? Are, Are you haunted, haunted too?